0: present-day healing ministry of Jesus. Uh, present-day means what Jesus is doing in reference to healing and how He is doing it right now. We're not talking primarily about the ministry of the Toronto Celebration Church or World Impact Ministries or Peter Younggren. This is the healing ministry of Jesus Christ continuing today. And so we read from Acts chapter 1. Uh, This is by Luke, who was a medical doctor. In some of our campaigns, even recently, we had medical doctors actually work as ushers, and they were checking the people who had been healed. Now, whether we have that or not, Jesus still heals. But I read this uh, written by uh, Luke, a medical doctor. Uh, The former account I made of all that Jesus began both to do and teach. So what we read in the Gospel of Luke and the other Gospels, is something that Jesus started. He didn't finish it. His work continues. His teaching continues. Until the day he continued, till the day he was taken up, after he, through the Holy Spirit, had given commandments to the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many infallible proofs, being seen by them during 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. And he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. So we are in a new era now. Jesus has done something awesome. I love the story of Jesus. I love the miracle accounts of Jesus Christ, every one of them. I'm inspired by Jesus. He never, he kind of never, you know, rejected anyone. Everyone who came to him who was healed. I AM SO INSPIRED BY JESUS. BUT NOW IT SAYS JESUS HAS GONE BACK TO HEAVEN, AND NOW IN DEPENDENCE ON THE HOLY SPIRIT, WHICH IS THE PROMISE OF THE FATHER, WE ARE TO CONTINUE HIS MINISTRY. AND I WANT YOU TO KNOW THAT EVERYTHING WE TALK ABOUT HERE IS CENTERED AROUND JESUS CHRIST. WHETHER WE TALK ABOUT INCREASE OR PROSPERITY, THAT'S NOT A SEPARATE ISSUE FROM JESUS CHRIST. WHEN WE TALK OF SALVATION OR JOY OR NEEDS IN YOUR FAMILY, This teaching is not separate, but it is intertwined with Jesus Christ. When we talk about healing, we talk about faith. Jesus is the author and finisher of faith, so there's no such thing as having healing day or healing meeting or healing ministry is somehow separate from Jesus Christ. It all works through him. And so today, I have one principle that I want to leave with you, and it applies to you who are sick today, but in whatever area you find yourself, whatever your need is in your family, this is for you. Here's what it says in Romans four seventeen: God gives life to the dead and calls those things which be not as though they were. Let's say that together. God gives life to the dead and calls those things which be not as though they were. You know, at, at first glance, THIS SEEMS FOOLISH. HOW CAN YOU CALL SOMETHING THAT BE NOT AS THOUGH IT WERE? ISN'T THAT FALSEHOOD? ISN'T THAT MIND OVER MATTER? BUT WE'RE GOING TO FIND THAT THIS IS A UNIVERSAL PRINCIPLE FOR YOUR FAMILY, FOR YOUR LIFE. JESUS HIMSELF PRACTICED THIS. HE CALLED THINGS THAT WERE NOT AS THOUGH THEY WERE. ON ONE OCCASION, uh, THERE WAS A RULER OF THE synagogue, LIKE A PASTOR, WE WOULD SAY TODAY, WHOSE DAUGHTER WAS DYING. And he sent a messenger to Jesus, come and heal the daughter before she dies. And so Jesus is heading to Jairus' house. And and on the way, he gets detoured because there's a woman with an issue of blood and he's healing her and conversing with her. And when she is healed, another messenger comes and says, oh, don't worry, Jesus, Uh, the daughter is dead already. She passed away. You're too late. But Jesus said, let's go. Let's go anyhow. AND THEN IT SAYS THAT WHEN HE CAME THERE, THEY WERE ALL WEEPING, THEY WERE ALL CRYING, THE GIRL IS DEAD, HOPE IS GONE, AND THIS IS WHAT JESUS SAID, MARK 539, WHY MAKE THIS COMMOTION AND WEEP? THE CHILD IS NOT DEAD, BUT SLEEPING. AND THEY RIDICULED HIM. SAYS IN ONE translation, they, THEY LAUGHED AT HIM TO SCORN. THEY THOUGHT, HOW STUPID YOU ARE, JESUS. YOU SAY THAT SHE'S ASLEEP. WE ALL KNOW SHE'S DEAD. WHAT IS JESUS DOING? HE IS CALLING THOSE THINGS THAT BE NOT AS THOUGH THEY WERE. LIFE WAS NOT IN HER BODY, BUT JESUS OPERATING IN TWO LEVELS. HE OPERATES ON THE EARTHLY LEVEL AND IN THE SPIRITUAL LEVEL. HE CALLS THE THINGS CONCERNING THAT GIRL WHICH WERE NOT AS THOUGH THEY WERE. AND SUBSEQUENTLY JESUS REMOVES EVERYBODY FROM THE DEAD GIRL'S ROOM EXCEPT FOR PETER, JAMES, AND JOHN, AND THE PARENTS, AND THE DAUGHTER IS HEALED. SO THERE YOU HAVE IT. LET ME GIVE YOU ANOTHER CASE HERE. Uh, JESUS HEARD THAT LAZARUS WAS SICK AND THAT HE HAD DIED. And, AND HE SAYS, WELL, LET'S WAIT A LITTLE BIT. AND LAZARUS WAS A DEAR FRIEND OF JESUS. HE WAS THE BROTHER OF MARTHA AND MARY. AND FINALLY THEY GET TO WHERE LAZARUS WAS, THE DEAD BODY, and uh, uh, everybody said, well, Jesus, if you'd come, if you'd hurried, if you'd been a little quicker, you know, he wouldn't be dead. Here's what Jesus said, John 11, verse 11. Our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I may wake him up. His disciples said, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get well. They were very positive. However, Jesus spoke of his death, but they thought he was speaking about his rest and sleep. Then Jesus said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead. So what is Jesus' first reaction? Jesus is doing this. What are we talking about today? He calls the things that were not as though they were. Life was not in Lazarus' body. Life had gone. Sleep was not there. He was not snoring. He was not asleep. He was confirmed dead, but Jesus says he's asleep. What is Jesus doing? He's calling things that be not as though they were. Maybe you have some be nots in your life. Maybe there are some be nots in your family. Maybe health, be not. Maybe peace, be not. Maybe joy, be not in your life. Maybe guilt, shame, negativity, be. But the opposite, peace, assurance is not. Well, this is a principle of God. But then you see about Jesus here, he operates on the two levels. Some people say, oh, this just blab it and grab it. You just say whatever. You say whatever. No, no, Jesus is operating in the natural world. He says, no, no, no. No, no, guys, he is dead. He's dead. I understand what's going on in the natural. He's dead. But I'm calling him asleep because God calls the things that be not as though they were. Jesus did this continually. He said, rise up and walk to people who didn't have the ability to rise, who didn't have the ability to walk. That's why they were called lame. That's why they were called paralyzed because they didn't have the ability to rise or walk. So Jesus is fully aware of their natural situation, but he's calling for something that did not exist in the natural, something that be not as though it was. When Jesus said on one occasion to 10 lepers, Go show yourself to the priest that you're healed. They weren't healed yet physically, they still had leprous scars. And they actually, we're not technically allowed to go to the priest. What's Jesus doing? He's calling the things that be not as though they were. So I want to explain, this is how faith works. Faith comes from Jesus. Faith is not a technique. But when we start operating in faith, like I'm going to operate in faith, like you're going to operate in faith this morning, then sometimes we say things that may seem strange to the mind. So when I speak to you and I say, in the name of Jesus, you are healed. IT DOESN'T MEAN THAT I'M DENYING WHAT YOUR DOCTOR SAID OR THE PAIN THAT YOU FEEL IN YOUR SIDE OR THE BROKEN RIB OR THE OTHER, THE the KIDNEY PROBLEM OR THE LIVER PROBLEM OR THE CANCER PROBLEM. BUT WE ARE FOLLOWING IN THE FOOTSTEPS OF JESUS CHRIST. WE CALL THINGS THAT BE NOT AS THOUGH THEY WERE. WE'RE NOT SAYING THAT EVERYTHING IS ALL RIGHT. WE'RE NOT SAYING THAT THAT DOCTOR'S REPORT, OH, THAT MEANS NOTHING. NO, THAT COULD MEAN A WHOLE LOT. BUT WE ARE SAYING THERE'S A HIGHER REALITY. There is a spiritual reality that transcends the physical. And Jesus says he's asleep. Yeah, yeah, I know he's dead, but I'm going to call him asleep because I call things that be not as though they were. Oh, give the Lord praise for that. You know, as an example of this, actually in in, in Abraham's life, kind of a practical outworking, it says about Abraham, he contrary, Romans 4, who contrary to hope, in hope believed, and not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about 120 years old, but 100 years old, and the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God, being fully convinced that what he was had promised he was able to perform. So here it is very clear, Abraham knew my body is dead. He looked at Sarah, I know she's dead. We're both dead, really. I mean, we're breathing, but we're dead as far as having a child. So he's not unaware of that. He's not some mindless blabber and grabber. I say whatever I'm going to say, I'm going to get whatever I want. No, he's not saying, I recognize the situation. But I'm using this principle of God. I'm not going to consider that reality to be greater than the spiritual reality. I'm not going to waver Because what God has spoken, and for us it is what God has already done through Jesus, it's not so much what God has spoken, it's what God has already done when Jesus Christ bore our sickness and carried our infirmities, and by his stripes we were healed. And so on the basis of that, we say, thank God it's done. I receive it now. See, so when I, for example, when I quote Psalm 27, which I love to quote, where it says, the Lord is the strength of my life. You say, well, you can't quote that over me because I got pain in my head. I got pain in my shoulder. I got pain in my spine. My hip is hurting. My leg is hurting. I say, I'm not denying the pain you feel. I'm not denying your weakness, but I'm saying we are operating by the faith of Jesus Christ. And I've practiced this my whole life all over the world. I tell people, rise up and walk fully conscious, fully cognizant that the ability to walk is not there. And that is why the person is uh, being carried into a meeting. I call the things that be not as though they were. YOU KNOW WHEN I QUOTE EPHESIANS 1, 6, WHERE IT SAYS YOU ARE ACCEPTED IN THE BELOVED? (laughs) I DON'T FEEL ACCEPTED. I FEEL REJECTED. I'M NOT DENYING HOW YOU FEEL. I'M NOT DENYING ANY OF THAT. I UNDERSTAND. AND FOR THE VERY REASON THAT YOU FEEL THAT WAY, I AM TELLING YOU THE REALITY OF CHRIST, THAT YOU ARE ACCEPTED IN JESUS CHRIST, THE BELOVED OF THE FATHER. YEAH. Well, we say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We're not denying. You say, oh, I got problems. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. This is hopeless. I'm not denying that actually from a physical standpoint, it may be all of that that you're describing. But we are saying we're tapping into another reality, the reality of what Jesus Christ has done, and I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. GIVE THE LORD BIG PRAISE. SEE, NOW, WHEN JESUS OPERATED LIKE THIS, HE LEARNED THIS BY OBSERVING HIS HEAVENLY FATHER. BECAUSE IT DIDN'T START WITH JESUS. HIS HEAVENLY FATHER HAD BEEN DOING THIS ALL ALONG. FOR EXAMPLE, WHEN AT THE CONQUEST OF JERICHO, WHICH I SEE AS A PICTURE of defeat over, over the defeat of evil, victory in spite of incredible odds. How many need, how many need victory in spite of incredible odds? Come on, wave your hand at me, all right? Well, then this story is for you. And so they were outside the walls, it looked impossible. And God said to Joshua in chapter 6, verse 2: I have given Jericho into your hand. <laughs> Fine. I don't see it. We haven't got any city. We haven't got any Jericho in our hand. We are about to get whooped. We are about to get killed. (laughs) But you see, this is how God talks. And then later on, Joshua understood this. So he said a few verses later, Joshua said to the people, shout for the Lord has given you the city. They could have said, well, look at that preacher Joshua. He's crazy. He's lost his mind. He just says, go ahead and say all kinds of things that aren't true. We haven't begotten the city. We were about to be defeated. So what is Joshua doing? He is acting like God. I want to act like the heavenly father towards you today. I want you to act to yourself as Jesus would act to you. So I say to your spleen, that spleen is healed in the name of Jesus. I I tell you, the anointing of God to help you is here right now. That hernia, that hernia in your abdomen, SOMEBODY ELSE DOESN'T HAVE A HERNIA IN YOUR ABDOMEN, BUT YOUR DISC IS HERNIATED. I SPEAK TO THAT HERNIATED DISC. I SPEAK TO THAT HERNIA IN YOUR ABDOMEN. IN THE NAME OF JESUS CHRIST, YOU ARE HEALED. I CALL THINGS THAT BE NOT AS THOUGH THEY WERE. IN THE NAME OF JESUS, BE HEALED. BE HEALED RIGHT NOW. IT'S YOURS. TAKE IT. SO JESUS LEARNED THIS FROM HIS HEAVENLY FATHER. SO YOU SEE, I HAVE SOME nots. Sounds like a not, but, you know, be not. Whatever be not, health, prosperity, increase, purpose, joy, peace. God calls to things that be not as though they were. Look at this, what God said to Gideon. He said in Judges six twelve, you mighty man of valor. You know how Gideon felt at that moment? He said, I'm the least, I'm nobody. Oh, pray for me, pray for me. Pray for me. Oh, I'm in trouble. You know, some people still talk like that. That's their favorite thing. They think, oh, if only the preacher could lay his hand on me. I say, smack yourself in the forehead. <laughs> you know, they, oh, oh, if I only could get, if only, if only, they go on like that. See, And Gideon is carrying on. He says, God, you're a mighty man of valor. Now, that was the furthest things from Gideon's emotions. He felt so low, he was saying and praying, he was even praying, oh God. You know, I come from a very low-down family and I'm the least among the low-downs. I'm the least in that low-down, insignificant family. You'll find me at the bottom of the pile. Oh, no, no. Woe be to me. Are there people like that in Toronto? Oh, maybe you're here this morning. I'm telling you, you are the healed one. You are the mighty person of valor. You are more than a conqueror. What am I doing? Am I denying how you feel? You say, oh, Pastor Peter, you're being unsympathetic. Oh, I wish you would be like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's bad. You wish, you said that would be so compassionate. That actually wouldn't be compassion. That would be just a, a religious kind of sympathy to gain your favor so you would go home and say, oh, Pastor Peter really understands. Pastor Nathan is so understanding. But it's not really the compassion that helps you. What helps everybody here is as we call the things that be not as though they were. You are healed, you're forgiven, you're accepted. Oh, give Jesus praise. <laughs> One time when, when there was a big army of enemies against uh, Elisha, then God spoke to Elisha and, and he says, "Do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And in the natural, that seemed like a lie. Pardon me, seemed like a lie. seemed like a lie. Oh. Uh, Lazarus is not uh, uh, dead, he's asleep. Seem like, why why do you talk like that? Just call a spade a spade, call it like it is. I am sharing with us how faith operates. Faith calls things that be not as though they were, not indiscriminately, not that you can go on and manipulate people. I I call this person single even though they're married or I call it, no, 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 not that. Everything within THE PROVISION OF JESUS CHRIST. EVERYTHING WITHIN THE FINISHED WORK OF JESUS, HE WHO TOOK YOUR SIN, HE TOOK YOUR SHAME, HE TOOK YOUR GUILT, HE TOOK YOUR PAIN, HE TOOK YOUR SICKNESS, THE DEVIL HAS BEEN DEFEATED, ALL THAT WITHIN THE FINISHED WORK OF JESUS, YOU CAN SAY, IT'S MINE. YOU CAN SAY IT OVER YOURSELF, YOU CAN SAY IT OVER OTHERS. SAY, I'M HEALED. I'M SET FREE. I'M DELIVERED. SAY, GOD CALLS THINGS THAT BE NOT. AS THOUGH THEY WERE. NOW, YOU SEE, THE FOLLOWERS OF JESUS, WHICH WE ARE, WE ARE FOLLOWERS OF JESUS. PEOPLE ASK ME, WHAT RELIGION ARE YOU, PASTOR PETER? I SAID, I'M uh, THE RELIGION OF THE FOLLOWERS OF JESUS. BECAUSE IT'S EASIER THAT WAY. I DON'T HAVE TO EXPLAIN ALL THE DUMB THINGS DONE IN THE NAMES OF DIFFERENT RELIGIONS. I SAID, I'M JUST A a FOLLOWER OF JESUS. THEY GO LIKE, uh, IS THAT LIKE A CHRISTIAN? I SAID, WELL, CLOSE. (laughs) you know i said let's stick with my definition because they always trying to pigeonhole you you're this or you're that so the followers of jesus they also did the same thing they call things that be not as though they were because they learned from jesus remember what i'm talking about the present day healing ministry of jesus so they were watching jesus they were hearing stories about jesus and they went uh uh-huh That's how the faith of Jesus operates. Well, then they did the same thing. So let me read to you one of them. The apostle Paul had learned this. In a window, this was during a meeting, just like this meeting, we don't have windows, but you know, you can imagine. In a window sat a young man named Eutychus. He was sinking into a deep sleep. Frankly, if you were sinking into a deep sleep while I was preaching, I would take it as a hint. You better wind down now. If it was deep, I mean, it had to be deep sleep. But not Paul. It says about this, Eutychus, he was overcome by sleep. And as Paul continues speaking, he fell down from the third story window. Fell down. How encouraging that is in the meeting. And he was taken up dead. Everybody say he was dead. He was dead. means there's no life in you. I mean, how discouraging would that be? Somebody, due to your long-winded speech, falls asleep, you don't stop because he's in a deep sleep, and he drops dead. That would be a discouraging service. But Paul went down, fell on him, just just fell on him, and embraced him, said, don't trouble yourself, for his life is in him. Well, they just picked him up dead. And now Paul says, his life is in him. What is Paul doing? He's doing what he had seen Jesus do, what Jesus had seen his heavenly father do. He's calling things that be not as though they were. That's what I want to do over you today. That's why I say, in the name of Jesus, tumors are gone. In the name of Jesus, cancer is gone. In the name of Jesus, that terrible headache is gone. It's over. What am I doing on the basis of Christ's finished work? I'm speaking the things that be not as though they were. That's why I brought this pile of prayer requests. I lay hands on every one of them. There's every kind of human need represented. And I say in the name of Jesus, I call the things that be not to be in these lives as in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Let, Let me give you another example. There was a. This is about the practical again, just like Abraham. There was a woman whose name was Dorcas. Dorcas was her Greek name. You know that. And many of you come from a culture. You have a certain name, and then you come to North America and you take a more Anglo-Saxon name. I meet people from different countries. AND say, "What's your name?" Oh, my name is Henry. I say, "But what's your real name?" And then they give me some like this. I said, "Okay." slow down say it slowly so you understand this is how it works here Dorcas was a Greek name and, uh, and but she had another name which was in the language that Jesus spoke and in the language of the day which was Aramaic she was also called Tabitha so Dorcas Greek Tabitha was her name in, in Aramaic which is not unusual because sometimes when I talk to somebody from a certain country the name they have in English is nothing compared, it doesn't sound anything like the name in, in, in their place where they came from. So let's read this. So she died. this Dorcas, Tabitha died. The widows stood weeping, showing the tunics and garments which Dorcas has made. So she was a nice church member. She was making quilts and blankets for everybody. Oh, thank God for all the Dorcases at Toronto Celebration Church. Come on, let's give a hand for all the Dorcases. Every Dorcas, I'll call you Tabitha. It sounds more aristocratic. And so they're all crying there. They're all doing what you do at the funeral. Uh, you're crying. And they say, oh, she did this for me. Peter put them all out. He said, what, a, what a bad pastor. He tells everybody, get out of here. And then it says he knelt down and prayed. So here's Tabitha. I'm not going to kneel down. Here's Tabitha, imagine on a casket. Well, let's do it this way. Here she is. And so Simon Peter knelt down and prayed. And then it says, and turning to the body. So that means that when he knelt down, he was not turned to the body. Do you see that? So if he wasn't turned to the body, he must have been turned away from the body. And then it says, and turning to the body. So at one point, he Turn to the body. So he, he's praying away from the body. And now, you know, praying, meditating on Jesus. And then he turns to the body and says, Tabitha, arise. And she opened up her eyes. And when she saw Peter, she sat up. I think it says after that, they had something to eat. You know, that's what Christians do after a good healing service. They have something to eat. So, so get, get your hopes out here, okay? So so what I want you to see here, so here's a very discouraging situation. A very dear member in the church who probably was not that old. She seemed to have been working very hard. She wasn't getting weak. She, she died. So that'd be a discouraging thing. And Simon Peter hears so when he walks in, he says, everybody else leave. Come on, get out of here. Because they were all crying so much. He said, I can't focus on Jesus because of all the, you're all crying so much. I can't get my attention on Christ. You know, that can happen sometimes. Sometimes when I'm praying, people say, oh, God, let, me, let me tell you, let me tell you. Oh, the doctor said this. And he said, oh, it's, it's easy, easy. I don't care if there was five or 10 doctors. I'm focusing on Jesus right now. And so they think they're helping me. Oh, 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 let, let me tell you how bad. Oh, oh, I forgot one sickness. Oh, it wasn't only an infection in the right knee. It was in the left too. Uh, and they wanted to get it all in because they feel like if if I only hear about it all, but they don't understand this principle of faith that I need to... CUT OUT THE NOISE. I, I NEED TO LET THE NOISE GO. SO I'M ASSUMING, THOUGH IT DOESN'T GIVE THE DETAILS HERE, THAT'S WHAT SIMON PETER DID. HE SAID, LEAVE. I, I DON'T WANT ALL THE, all the NOISE. And, and, AND I WOULD ASSUME HE'S FOCUSING ON JESUS CHRIST BECAUSE THE SAME SIMON PETER HAD SAID EARLIER that ABOUT THE FAITH THAT WORKS THROUGH JESUS. SO HE KNEW THAT HAD WORKED A FEW CHAPTERS EARLIER. And so he's there, probably turning away from the body. And he said, I worship you, Jesus. I thank you that you're the healer. And the more he's focusing like this, he begins to, faith rises. Faith was there all the time. But now it's working through Jesus. It's rising up in him. And at a certain point, he says, I'm ready. And he turns. And he says, Tabitha, arise. The ability to arise was not there. The ability to arise was not there. HE CALLS FOR WHAT BE NOT. YOU KNOW, I KNOW EXACTLY HOW THIS FEELS. I WAS IN A CERTAIN CITY QUITE A FEW YEARS AGO AND I HAD A VERY DRAMATIC EXPERIENCE. Uh, I WAS STAYING AT A a HOTEL, IT WAS THE BEST HOTEL IN THE CITY. IT WAS FIVE DOLLARS A NIGHT, SO YOU FIGURE OUT THE REST. BUT THE COFFEE WAS GOOD. THE COFFEE WAS GOOD. THAT WAS THE ONE REDEEMING FIGURE. Uh, COFFEE WAS GOOD. AND SO, WHEN I STAYED IN THAT RESTAURANT, THERE WAS A LOT OF OPPOSITION. WE HAD SOME PERSECUTION. AND THERE WAS A LADY FROM SOMALIA WITH HER HUSBAND WHO HAD CANCER, WAS DYING, VERY SKINNY. HE HADN'T EATEN PROPERLY OTHER THAN some thing FOR ABOUT THREE MONTHS BECAUSE TUMORS EVERYWHERE. SHE WAS MOVING INTO ROOM NUMBER NINE IN THE SAME HOTEL. WELL, I DIDN'T WANT TO HEAR ABOUT IT. PEOPLE said, OH, THERE'S A LADY IN ROOM NUMBER NINE. SHE WANTS YOU TO GO AND HEAL HER HUSBAND. SHE'S COME ALL THE WAY FROM SOMALIA. I SAID, OH, TELL THEM I'M BUSY. BECAUSE YOU SEE SOMETIMES WHEN YOU JUST LOOK AT THE PROBLEM, YOU GET OVERWHELMED. IF I JUST LOOK AT ALL THE PRAYER REQUESTS, I looked AT THEM THROUGH THE LENS OF JESUS. I LOOK AT YOUR NEED. I LOOK AT YOUR PAIN THROUGH THE LENS OF JESUS CHRIST. AND SO I WAS HAVING MEETINGS AND TEACHING AND GOD WAS DOING THINGS, BUT THERE WAS ALSO A LOT OF PERSECUTION. AND SO ONE DAY, I I WENT DOWNTOWN AND I REALLY HAD A DIFFICULT SITUATION. SUDDENLY, I WAS SURROUNDED BY 200 MEN. THEY WERE CALLING ME A THIEF in the sense that I was stealing people from their religion, they were saying, and, and they looked very murderous. And, and people said to me afterwards that with what they were doing, there's been a lot of killings. And I, I said to the guy beside me, I said, smile. I always find this when I'm in trouble, smile. <laughs> you know? I'm, I'm never going to play the part of the scared one. So I said, now, our Toyota car is up there about 200 meters away. Let's start moving slowly. So we're moving slowly. We're going towards our Toyota car, and all these men around me, they're walking me, in, screaming, screaming, shaking their fists in my face. I won't say what they said, because then you know the, the country I was in, because <laughs> they were shouting in their own language. And finally, we get to the Toyota car. And one of them, who'd been going like this in my face, way, he goes, <laughs> he, he, he sabers up a big one, and he spits me, and he hit me right here, right here. I could feel his saliva running down. You know, you know. I don't like, please don't do that to me. I don't promise what I'd do today if you did that. But something strange happened to you. I remember Jesus' word. When you are persecuted, leap and shout for joy. And I had a supernatural joy come on me. I opened the door to the Toyota, saliva running down. I said to Tony, who was the driver, I said, go to room number nine. AND WE WENT TO ROOM NUMBER NINE IN THE HOTEL. I WAS SO FILLED WITH JOY, I WALKED IN THERE, BANGED ON THE DOOR, AND I WAS JUST, THANK YOU, JESUS. THANK YOU, JESUS. THANK YOU, JESUS. I realized, YOU KNOW WHAT? SOMETHING IS GOING ON HERE. I WOULDN'T HAVE THIS KIND OF OPPOSITION. WE WENT IN THERE. THE HUSBAND WAS HEALED. HE WENT TO EAT A STEAK IN THAT CHEAP RESTAURANT, (laughs) DRINK COFFEE, AND THEY WERE HAPPY. SO WHAT I DIDN'T... I I didn't just want to go and say a nice prayer. Oh, God bless this family from Somalia. I want to do things by the faith of Jesus. And I can't, it's not something of myself. It is a gift of God. And so I'm saying to you, I I was not denying, I hadn't been denying the reality of that uh, sick man whose wife had brought him from Somalia to this other country where we were. BUT THE FAITH OF GOD IS STRONGER. SO I WALKED IN AND SAID, IN JESUS' NAME, GET OUT OF YOUR BED NOW. YOU'RE HEALED. HE GOT OUT. THE TUMORS WERE GONE. WHAT IS THAT? WE CALL THINGS THAT BE NOT AS THOUGH THEY WERE. BUT WE DO IT BY JESUS CHRIST. WE DON'T DO IT AS A TECHNIQUE. LET'S DO THIS. LET'S DO THAT. NO, NO. THE FAITH OF GOD IS HERE RIGHT NOW. YOU SEE, WE CONTINUE THIS. IT SAYS IN 2 CORINTHIANS 4:13, WE HAVE THE SAME SPIRIT OF FAITH. ACCORDING TO WHAT IS WRITTEN, I BELIEVED, And therefore I spoke. We also believe, and therefore we speak. So, the same way that God the Father acted, the same way that Jesus acted, the same way that his immediate followers acted, calling the things that be not as though they were, we have the same faith. We have the same spirit of faith. Say, I have the same spirit of faith. Say it. You have that, not just me. And I believe, and therefore I speak. So, I speak over you today. THE THINGS THAT BE NOT, THEY ARE. THEY ARE. THE THINGS THAT BE NOT, THEY ARE. LET ME, BEFORE I DO ANYTHING ELSE, BECAUSE WE'RE GOING TO TAKE A TIME TO JUST SEE HOW GOD'S GOING TO TOUCH YOU TODAY, AND YOU'RE RECEIVING FAITH. I WANT TO SAY, I, I FELT VERY STRONGLY AS IF THE SPIRIT OF GOD WAS TELLING ME THAT SOME PEOPLE, YES, YOU HAVE A BE NOT IN THE PHYSICAL AREA, MAYBE A SICKNESS. The pain, but there also would be people here this morning who have another kind of a be not in your life. Peace be not. You, you, you don't have peace in your soul. Jesus said, My peace I give you. You say, Well, it's not there. I'm so you're worried about the world, about yourself, about what happens when you die, what what about life? Assurance is not. Assurance means I, like, I'm sure, I'm sure. I'm sure if I was to leave this earth now, I'm sure. I'm united with God. I'm I'm sure. Assurance be not. Freedom from guilt and shame be not. It's like God wants you to have that, to feel it, to enjoy it, to know it. Not as a fantasy. Not to go for the rest of your life and say, well, this is not what I call it be anyhow. No, no, that it becomes your physical reality. God doesn't want you to walk around feeling like, oh, you know, I have guilt and shame, and I feel so much regret. No, He wants you to walk in freedom. He wants you to know that who <laughs> you, the sun sets free is free indeed. So right now, I, I know there's always a tug of war. It's a tug of war about your soul. On the one hand, you have all kinds of negativity. Ah, He's just talking. Oh, that won't work. Ah, there's that thing tugging, tugging. Say, so don't, don't respond. But there's another tug. And that's the faith of Jesus Christ, saying, no, come to me. Come to me. I will never cast you out. I'll never reject you. So I want to ask you, you decide which way that tug of war goes. I want to ask everybody to bow your head right now before I pray for people who are sick or minister that way. I want to ask all those here who say, yeah, I I, I want this big be not to be gone. I want to know that I have peace. I want to know my sins are forgiven, that I'm restored to God, that everything is well with my soul. If you want that, I'm going to pray with you. But would you give me a signal by lifting your hand right now, all over this room, if you say, yes, I want to receive. God bless you, 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 God bless you over here, God bless you. You want to receive the forgiveness of sin. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. This is so beautiful. Yes, more hands up here. Let's all stand together. I purposely don't try to talk too long of this. I want to give time. And, and, and on this occasion, I'm going to ask some of our prayer partners to be ready to do and others. Could I ask, I, I didn't say I was going to do this, so please feel free if you feel I'm intruding on you, don't do it. But I think it will be good for you. Uh, I, I won't ask you because Jesus asked people to come openly and publicly. Could I ask everybody who lift your hand, would you, would you meet me here? And we're going to pray together. And by the steps you're taking, you're saying, I'm not ashamed of Jesus. Keep coming right now. Don't wait for any song. Just everybody who lifted your hand, just keep coming right now. Keep coming right now. Keep coming. Let's keep coming right up here. I want, I want to meet you right here. God bless you. God bless you. Keep coming. There's going to be 20, 25, 30 people coming here, maybe 40. I don't know. Come, keep coming. Come on, Toronto Celebration Church. Let's give a big clap for Jesus. And clap for the people coming. Clap for the people coming. Thank you, Jesus. You don't have to live with those be-naughts. It may be a be-naught when you arrive here, but when you go home, that be-naught is gone. Thank you, Lord. Could I have a few more prayer partners come? Come here, Edmund. I need you to help us in Gideon maybe. Pastor Nathan, of course, is here. Anybody else say, I want to come to you. I want to be included. This is so beautiful. The, you know, there's a pulling on your heart. I want us to pray together. Everybody in the whole room will join in prayer, so you won't be the only ones, but everybody will join. Let's pray like this. Would you say, Heavenly Father, thank you for loving me. Thank you that Jesus took my sins, my shame and my guilt. He took it all, and I believe that. And with my mouth, I confess, Jesus is Lord, and with my heart, I believe. THAT GOD RAISED JESUS FROM THE DEAD. God Jesus. THANK YOU, HEAVENLY FATHER. Amen. IN JESUS' NAME, Amen. AMEN. LET'S GIVE A BIG THANKS TO GOD. THANK GOD FOR SALVATION. THANK GOD FOR NEW LIFE. THIS IS BEAUTIFUL.